Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hello and Adieu. Hello. Hi. That was so exciting, wasn't it? <laughs> Guys, we are live in... We're not even live, because it won't be live. <laughs> but we are in New Zealand. Woo! New Zealand. New Zealand. No. No. <laughs> I've been working on it, and they shut me down every time. Um, You're with... Megan. 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 Hey, Megan. <laughs> Megan. No. <laughs> Bad at Guys, it. I, I think I think I'm New Zealand now. <laughs> it's like Southern. I'm a New bit. Zealander. <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> um, so if you guys don't know, I I John and uh am in New Zealand right now with my three friends. Mathis is still in LA. God bless. God bless. And <laughs> God bless. Blessings upon you and your family. Um we are recording on my phone, so it's not gonna be a great recording, but it will be for your pleasure. So that was weird. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so I'm in New Zealand with my free, three, my free friends. Free friends. <laughs> I got them on the side of the road for free. Uh, to, uh, why don't you... Megan's <laughs> got the giggle laugh. We're doing a one-take wonder. I don't know if I said that or not, but um, because I can't edit it while I'm here. But I'll go around and introduce everyone. <laughs> Oh my god! That was Megan. So that sorry. was Megan. It was a laugh, not a fart. <laughs> it was a fart, everyone. Um, oh, it smells so bad. Classic Megan. Classic Megan. Um, <laughs> we all laughing. Just when you stop. Everyone, the gets yeah. everyone gets serious. Everyone gets serious. All okay. right, too folks, much laughing. Um, folks at home, we're gonna try and pull it together. So, uh, my my three friends. Stephanie, Mal, and Megan, Mallory. Um, okay, they are Mal. au-pairing over in New Zealand right now, which mm-hmm. au-pairing is a fancy word for nannying, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any- the difference okay. is that we are from another country, and so we're an au-pair, but if we were from New Zealand, we'd be nannies. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, they've been here mostly since October. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mal came in January, but... Mm-hmm. So they've been here for a while, and now we are, you know, just traveling around. We started in the north. There's two islands, North Island, South Island. We are now on the South Island. Yes. And that's about it. Yep. Um, day two. Day two in the South Island. I've been here since, what's today? Monday. I got in on, yeah, Monday, and today's Thursday, Thursday, and this will come up in, I don't know, a week and a half or so. But um, So... I guess maybe we can talk about how we know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't so even... I probably knew you first. That's exactly what I was thinking. I don't know yeah. if I might. It was so me. So Stephanie, was and Mal- Stephanie and Mallory are sisters. What a... We uh, all went to the same college. So Mathis also, I don't know if you, you guys know Mathis. Yeah. Um, well, because I was in film with Mathis for like maybe a year oh. before I switched. but But I didn't have any classes with him, I don't think. Oh. Or I That's didn't okay. do any projects with him either, so That's I don't really know, but it is a shame. But anyway, so we met in college. Um, yeah, so I think I met Mal first, your freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we, me we and met. Stephanie met, because here's the thing. I started off as a film major, and then at the end of my freshman year, I switched to social work, and Stephanie was a social work major as well, so I'm sure we had classes together. Mm-hmm. Sophomore year must have been, but yeah. Um, but me and Mallory, we, 
I'm trying to think. Did we bond first over Synchro? Is that the thing? No, because we had like, um, you weren't on my brother floor, but Which we... Which brother floor, for anyone that doesn't know, is just the same floor, like... In an opposite sex dorm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we went to a Christian college, so we had male dorm, <laughs> female dorm, no touchy. <laughs> um, no, I think we just both <clears throat> knew Nicole and yes. um, hung out a couple times with Nicole mm. and then Synchro. Synchro. So what Synchro was is at our school we had what was called the Olympiad. And it was pretty much just our school-wide Olympics that we had in the fall. And we were split into teams. The whole campus was split into teams. And myself and Mallory, we always did the synchronized swimming portion. And it was very competitive. <laughs> Let me tell like, you. Like, it sounds like a joke, but it was the most important event of the entire like, week. We got up at 5 a.m. every day for a week. And we went to the YMCA. Well, actually, even before that, we had to choreograph it. Yeah. And then the next week is when we went to the Y mm-hmm. to do it in the water. Yeah. Guys, let me tell you, <laughs> it was something. It is. It is. And our last year doing it together, um, we put a lot of extra work into it because uh-huh. they kept changing the rules on us. So we kept having to change the choreography throughout the week. So pretty much we started <laughs> on Monday and the thing was on Friday, I mm-hmm. think. And on Wednesday of that week, after we had done the whole choreography and everything. Started practicing it with everyone. They yeah. told us that we could not do any lifts or throws inside the pool. And it's a pool. Okay. It's yeah. a, it, well, it was exactly, just, Megan. <laughs> exactly. Like, it was like two different rules were happening. Like, we're hearing one thing, and then the lifeguards were hearing another thing. So they were, like, told to not let us do it and to kick us out if we were. And then it was just, like, a whole argument where they were like, we're not going to be able to do it at the YMCA if you guys keep doing flips, so we're just going to take them out. So but, pretty much we had to change a lot of stuff, like, two days beforehand. Yeah. Which, I mean, everyone did, so it wasn't a yeah, huge deal, yeah. but... But we worked our butts off. Yeah. We, in my opinion, to this day, and I'm not, I'm maybe a little biased, but I honestly feel like the crowd we was are. with us. Um, we yeah. had the best routine, and we got fourth place <laughs> because it was not a funny routine, and apparently that was a category. So we scored zero on it, mm. and um, we, don't, we don't have to get into it because. It's they, t- it was awesome, though. I wasn't even on their team, and I thought they were going to win. And then they got fourth place, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> Everyone in the crowd was like, what the? What? <laughs> Wait, did they just yell first place first? <laughs> what? Like... That's so weird. No, we got last. No. Um, but anyways, <laughs> let's not talk on. about it. I have the video, though, if anyone wants to see it. <laughs> Shoot me an email. What up? <laughs> what up? What up? Um... I don't remember how we met Steph. Stephanie. Uh, I don't really remember. I think the first conversation I remember having you with you was about Harry Potter. Oh, maybe. Were <gasps> you? Did you do the Harry Potter class? The J term? No, yeah. it was before that. It was like sophomore year. Oh. That was we your a... sophomore year. No, it was, it was it my was. freshman year. It was. Oh. But I think it was before that. Me though. and Steph Warren were the old. Sorry, last. We did night. have a Harry Potter <laughs> class though, which was awesome. Yes. All three of us were in it. Mm-hmm. But we'll I did it on. twice. Um, were you? You weren't in. Were you in my team? No, none of us were on the same no. team. Oh, well, <laughs> we won. What? <laughs> yeah, you guys were the Slytherin, clearly, though. <laughs> you definitely were the Slytherin group. We were, You guys said Umbridge for best professor. That is just okay. garbage. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, anyways, yeah, we kind of didn't really know each other very uh-uh. well. Um, even, like, junior and senior year, I think we knew each other but weren't really friends outside of class. 
But we had our a very, senior year. We were senior I, year. We were a little bit. More that was because our senior social work class was ten people. So yeah. <laughs> all of our classes were with those ten people, and our senior year we. But we still had like pretty, we still had like separate friend groups. But I actually yeah. like started to become friends with some of the girls that were in your friend group. Uh huh. So then That's we true. like hung out more because of that. Um, but then we ended up going to the same grad school together right. and lived together with yeah. two blossomed. other girls. That's where it blossomed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a bit of a traumatic year for both of us. <laughs> so we got a, we, we got a trauma yeah. bond out of it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we had um, fun. And then Megan is my best friend other than John. Mm-hmm. And we've known each other since seventh grade mm-hmm. when I moved from a small little Christian school to the big public, public school, school. The big scary and I didn't know school. anybody and it was terrible and Megan was on my volleyball team and we had some classes together and we've been best friends ever since yep and I met John because of Stephanie and we all went to Six Flags one day together yeah and that's oh. where I first met John remember I was hesitant nice. at first and he went to use the bathroom and I was like Stephanie like what can I get away with saying in front of him like can I joke around like normal and uh, she's like, he just asked the same thing about you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we'll get around. Great. Because, you know, sometimes you just don't know. Because yeah. sometimes we say? joke and it's sometimes inappropriate. And Mostly. Most of the time inappropriate. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, so right now we're actually camped. We're in our camper van, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But we're in like, how do you even describe like what type of place we're in? In- so in New Zealand, they have this thing called freedom camping because uh, they have just such a big tourist, um, like that's their like main mm-hmm. source of money, I think, as a country. But um, in New Zealand, they have freedom camping, and so there's like designated areas. <laughs> there's designated areas around the country that you can basically just pull up to and park. You don't have to pay. You can't hook up to anything. There's no power or whatever, but you can go there and sleep there for free and we're like right next to a national park right now right yep just basically in a parking lot off the highway and yep just pulled up and parked and -hmm. And that's our life that's our Mm -hmm. life in the next two weeks yeah but we did our first few days we did a lot of fun things so i got in at 5 30 in the morning on monday and then we immediately drove to hobbiton Um, which was like an hour and a half away. Um, and Steph and Mal and their family are huge Lord of the Rings fans. What? I'm, I'm a fan as well, but definitely not. Hey, Mom. I know you're listening. (laughs) Hi, Grandpa. (laughs) Paul. (laughs) Hi. Um, so yeah, we went straight to Hobbiton, which is awesome. I mean, they did the full, it was for the new Hobbit movies. They redid the, Shire part, um, and so we got a tour of that. It was amazing. It's so it, good. Everything. It's legit like a huge open field with all the homes. Like it's not some small little you know mm-hmm. yeah. acre that it you was walk like on to. It was like an hour long walking around looking at yeah. all the Hobbit houses, up and down and hills, since, and and yeah. since it's winter here in New Zealand, it's there wasn't like our group was pretty small. Yeah. I think yeah. we had like mm-hmm. seven or eight. Yeah. So it was. Other people, yeah. And it usually can be what forty. Forty, yeah. yeah. Which I cannot imagine. No, yeah, it's terrible. too. Yeah, too tight on those. Um, you guys can check out my Instagram if you want to see a picture. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then, the day after, we went skydiving. Oh. Yeah. Not me though, because I don't. Mel. I don't live that life. She didn't even. Come I was watch. totally no. I she mean, didn't want to see I don't us think I would have been able to see you. That's why I didn't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not my life, and that's okay. 
Tell that's us okay. about it. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was an I, experience, that's so, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so nervous. I mean, I thought I was going to die. So. <laughs> I wasn't nervous at all. I was a little nervous, but not as nervous as I was when we went bungee jumping. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I wasn't nervous until they opened the airplane door and there was a hole in the side of the plane. Oh, yes. So, so let's just, we'll explain, if you guys haven't been skydiving, we'll explain to you what it's like. Um, So, we chose to go to 15,000 feet, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Because they said between, there were two options, 12,000 or 15,000, and they pretty much said that it doesn't look any different. The only difference is the amount of time in free fall. With 12,000, we would have gotten like 45 seconds, and with our 15,000, we got a minute of free fall before they pull the chute. Um, so, yeah, so you get all your gear on, you get your tandem partner, I don't mm-hmm. know what they call them, yeah. and then you go up in a plane that literally has like a garage door, <laughs> <It> does. <laughs> pretty much, that you would see like at a mechanic thing, mm-hmm. um, and it just pulls down, and then you fly up, and you, you're sitting on these like cushions in your positions and Stephanie had to go first <laughs> which I think was because I get motion sickness and I wrote that down so I think that's why I went first so I wouldn't barf on anybody <laughs> <laughs> um and then there were five of us that went on ours so Megan was fourth and then I was last um so pretty much when you're at the altitude they open that garage door and then they're like Jump. let's go <laughs> So they, you're connected to your person like so tightly, like mm-hmm. they just move you, they move you and they pretty much instructed you like when we get to the door, you put your feet under the plane, like you're literally sitting on the door, your like feet are hanging off. outside the plane. Mm-hmm. They said, hook your feet under and uh, put your head back on hook your, your feet under. I did not yeah, do that, per- that either. <laughs> I did. Cause I followed the rules. <laughs> I was uh, freaking out. <laughs> and they said, and then just put your head on the person, your um, tandem person's Masters. Tandem your tandem master's shoulder um so pretty much stephanie went first and i like had a like almost a panic attack when they opened the door no, you that did was... you let out your your scream we heard her scream from the, <laughs> the other side of the plane We're like oh she's going <laughs> i don't know why that was the scariest moment. even even more than like my feet hanging over the side mm-hmm. that was the scariest moment for me when they opened it and i was just like i know i have to go first i'm gonna be the first one out and it was just, i like <gasps> was terrifying and then he just started moving and i was yeah. not ready and that's the thing they they literally just move you yes. like you have no choice mm-hmm. you are there. there i wasn't ready and i was really like you can see we bought we all got videos yeah um so we each got a video um that was like a camera on our tandem master's wrist and then there was a um someone who jumped with us that got like a he wasn't attached. A, he jumped separate. It's a free he fall at, person. Yeah. 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 At the same time. So we got two separate videos, but you can see in both videos that my like I'm literally like pushing back <laughs> on him. Yeah. Like, no, oh, <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> and they literally, they push you out fast. They like do. Stephanie went first, and then it was it was quick. It they was just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, yes. Indeed. I'm trying to think what was fun. Well, when well, Steph went. When Steph went down, her eye gear... My, my like, eye goggles, my goggles flew, flew off. off. <laughs> which you can see in the video, which is funny. Um, but then her my cheek. face... My <laughs> face looks so... I mean, you you know, like... I don't know. That, I, don't, I don't know how to explain you, like, you can imagine what we're saying. Yeah, you're falling so quick, and if you get, you know, wind in your mouth at like, high oh. speed, it goes... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just picture Stephanie's cheeks going... <laughs> For like, Except, like, the goggles come halfway down your cheek, so it kind of covers up some uh-huh. of that, but mine flew off, so it was like my whole cheek. It was literally like a ripple <laughs> <Wait>. effect. <laughs> looks so stupid. And, like, my lip kept coming up. <laughs> so I was, like, trying to, like, per- like 
put my lips together and yeah. I just look so stupid the entire time, but it's no. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it's hilarious, funny. though. It's it great. It's funny. What were you going to say, Megan? I was going to mention the picture. What picture? With, With you in the, the background. background. <laughs> and me oh, me yeah. falling out of a plane oh, and John <laughs> creepily sitting in the background. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally. He's being. I'm it's falling. Not, he's being it's creepy. It's his face is distorted. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much like. One of the pictures, we we also got pictures with uh, our videos, and so one of the pictures is Megan jumping out, so I'm and then in the background because I go after her, so I'm in the I'm in the background, and it's really hard to explain. Uh, You'll post a link to the picture, put it on Instagram I can, or something. I can put it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to. It's, it's so just funny. so creepy. <laughs> it's the best. And I just picture it and I laugh. Mm-hmm. I like, pull it up and I laugh. Last night we were looking at it and we were all just like Dying. cracking up. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the best. That's what's good about us is we just laugh a lot. Yes, we so do. much all the time. Oh my god! It really usually isn't about anything. No. No. <laughs> it's usually like our reactions to things mm-hmm. in our our yeah. faces. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, pretty much so. our life. So that's what we're doing right now. We still have uh, a lot of days left. Um, I'm here for. Three weeks total, and we're we're still only in the first week. So, mm-hmm. I'll once we come once I'm back, I'll tell you guys all about it. But it hasn't happened yet, so <laughs> YOLO. YOLO. Um, where should we go from here? Hmm. <laughs> I just heard a door outside. I did too. <laughs> um. Well, Does we can that talk. Like a person. <laughs> Sorry, that was last night. I know. <laughs> they don't know, so that's... <laughs> oh, sorry. Forget about the... F- the phone. The phone there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I guess we can talk about... The topic that we were going to talk about... It's a lighthearted topic. <laughs> um. But I thought it would be a good topic for us because I think we would all have not necessarily different opinions, but a good conversation about it, especially in this political time um where it's probably going to be donald versus hillary um no (laughs) said the world um we're all big literally the rest of the world is looking at us thinking how did this happen yeah yes yes it's awful but anyways we're gonna talk about abortion (laughs) (laughs) the light topic um i don't quite know where to start does anyone want to go first i can go first if someone so, like, what are the two sides, politically? Well, politically, there's... Yeah, pro-life or pro-choice. Yes. Right. So, it's pro- pro-life, though. Like, is there sections of pro-life where it's, like, sure up to are. a certain point? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I just don't know that much. That. I'm not, like... I kind of, like, have always stayed away from the topic because it's just so, like... It's I want to say this in the yeah. nicest way, and... I'm also, like, empathic to anybody who feels really strongly about something. But I don't think that it's the most important thing that in my life. So I definitely don't, like, really pay attention to that topic very often. I think there are more important things out in the world to, like, argue about. But that's just my opinion. Okay. (laughs) That's how I live my life. That's how you live your life. (laughs) Um, I would say probably all of us fall more on the left side normally politically Mm -hmm. um not necessarily on abortion and i think that's why 
for me, it's confusing because typical left-wing, more democratic people are very pro-choice, meaning that the woman always has a say of what she wants to do with her body, um, which I am for, except I have trouble with it when it comes to abortion, only because um, with abortion, you have someone else's life along with it. It's not just the woman's choice. Well, it is her choice, but I'm saying there's another life there that you have to think, and I don't think it should just be Mm. her choice. And that's why I'm conflicted with it. Um. Yes. Megan! Yes. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead, Megan. Megan will probably be the... I'll be the... Okay. Um, Do you have, have like, a really good opinion on it? Not necessarily. Oh. I feel that it should be the woman's choice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever could go through with an abortion myself, um, but I don't think you could ever force someone else to... You can never make that decision for someone else, ever. Um, that's that's basically where I stand. It's kind of as simple as that for me. And then you can always bring feminism into it, oh, and if it was the man who was always the pregnant one, you yeah. know, how different would it be then? Yeah. True. So, um, I I am pro-choice, but like I said, I don't know if I could actually ever go through with an abortion, so. Do you think there should be a certain point in the pregnancy where they should cut it off? Yes, I do. I do think there is a cut-off point. I think that's probably the hot topic, is Mm, like, is it when there's a heartbeat? Is there when there's like neurological uh, development where they can feel pain? Mm -hmm. No. Um, yeah, it's, it gets <clears throat> tricky, but there should be some sort of cutoff point. Isn't most there legislation, though, have that included in... I'm not sure. They, I would I hope so. so. Right. right, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know even the is, states but... that are pro-choice, they mm-hmm. have that limit of, like, you can't... Pro- what? Wait, like, you that... can't abort a, th- like, third trimester baby. Right. Like... But I think it's <laughs> fairly far along, though. It's not just... Mm. Yeah, I don't know the actual... I don't know either. It probably varies. But yeah, but then it even gets hard. You can say there should be a a cutoff point, but even then it gets a little because I know a lot of pro pro life people are like right at the beginning, right? Yeah, or that if you get religion into it, that like right, this is how it's supposed to be because of God or whatever. Right. Well, and there's the the whole idea of like if you have a soul, if we all have souls, when are you? When do you get your soul? Is it right like at yeah. the smack first second, or is it when you're actually born, or is it halfway? Or does it have to do with consciousness? Yes. Yeah, I think it comes into effect later, but that's not our topic. It can be. <laughs> it's a part of it, though. I mean, it's part of the discussion the because the yeah. if that could be a big part of yeah. why you would. And can we just talk about this? Rob Bell, um, who I've talked about before. Hey, Rob. Um, <laughs> who does not listen. <laughs> well, we would love for him to. Um, he talked about, I think it was in one of his books, he was saying that like in Christianity, there's the age of accountability, where it's like the, par- the point in um, life where you are accountable for your actions. And, and then like if you die after that point and you haven't confessed your sins, you'll go to hell and stuff like that. And he was saying that if that's a thing then it would almost be more gracious for someone to, this is going to be intense, but for them to abort their child knowing that they would eventually go to hell in the future, that it would be more gracious to abort the baby ahead of time, knowing that later in life they would, you know, not repent and then go to hell. But 
oh, that like curdles me though, because I feel like isn't Be- because then though they wouldn't go to hell. But you're giving them, you're taking away their, you, like you're taking away that person, that being's choice to make decisions in their life, like. Yes. I don't know. Like that's taking away the whole idea of like. I don't think will. age of accountability. Is no, a no, thing. no, no. I know. <laughs> I am not saying that you do, but you know what I mean, though. Like that means you're taking away the whole idea of free will that they have the choice to like choose to be a good or a bad or good, air quote right. good or bad person. I think his example was just showing that like yeah. it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. You right. Know what I mean, yeah. Like, and that if it was, then it would that's just like, be more gracious. W- yeah. Just to, you know. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Stephanie, what do you think? I think, for the most part, I lean more towards Megan. Um, but I, I definitely... Megan's running for president, so... <laughs> I would vote for you. <laughs> oh, thanks, oh, thanks, boo. Thanks, boo. <laughs> Megan and I are soulmates. Well <laughs> um, yeah, I think I have definitely been pro-life in my life Mm -hmm. but I guess with most things I've definitely been more Mm -hmm. right (laughs) more right-wing but I'm uh, yeah anyway I think it's funny (laughs) just I think that at least for me and I think kind of for you too Mm -hmm. we went to Christian college and came out liberals (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is very interesting and it wasn't just us two either there's a lot of people in our social work class yeah and mal history 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 department as well it's very unique and i'm not really sure what it was what i think it is it's because if we would have gone to um like a public college where everyone is really really liberal Mm -hmm. you would have had to like defend your beliefs and defend like your faith and defend all of that where instead we went to a small christian college where most people were very conservative um and we were in a more liberal major major anyways so we discussed these things and thought about these things and really got to like explore our own beliefs and like be open to a lot of things and were challenged by our professors mm-hmm. and by mm-hmm. the other people in yeah. in our major in our classes to really think about those things for yourself instead of just like Definitely. knowing or believing what you grew up believing and like what mm-hmm. your parents taught you so I think I would have got a different experience if I would have gone to a big liberal school yeah Definitely. That, I'm sure that does play a role and I think the one thing with pro-life that I heard someone say is that if you are pro-life, is that's fine, but you also then, you're not just pro-life for unborn children. You're mm-hmm. pro-li- you should be pro-life for everyone, and that includes yes. immigrants, death penalty, mm-hmm. you know, yes. LGBT. Like, you should be pro-life in all respects. And I think mm-hmm. that's where the conversation falls short, is we only talk about pro-life in regards to yeah. abortion and that. When really, right. it should follow through throughout mm-hmm. the whole spectrum mm-hmm. of to life. Think about, to think about equality and to only care about one group or people or country even, mm-hmm. to care about only their equality is false. Because if you care about equality, you care about all equality in mm-hmm. all types of life and all aspects of life. And I think that's what people like run into, that they're like, no, but like that's okay because I don't agree with it. But like these people should have like if, cause I know so many people that care so much about the sex trade mm-hmm. and, and like 
freeing people from that who are just in bondage from that and then they don't care at all about lgbt rights or transgender rights. well mm. yeah that's included but um or you know things like that and it's like you're so like you're living a lie if you think that you can care about only one part of equality and not the other or be against, are you saying like and be against the other yes yeah yeah right. uh, well even like to i mean because people are people and like it doesn't i don't know like i know we all feel this way mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and it's like we're in a safe space yes yeah <laughs> well it's like i just don't i don't understand the the mind that says this person this person's life matters but this one doesn't or this one what they get doesn't matter and unfortunately i just don't i don't think people consciously think that way but i think if we did it we would be Have saying equality a yeah we would because yeah. you don't think like oh i want i like this person but not this person but but like, i feel like if i were to say that to people like right. you're you're doing this but you are leaving out like do you think that all human life matters? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those people would say yes, and, I'm, and then I would right. point that out to them, and they'd say, well, yeah, but... Right. And so you... I mean, the best you can do is kind of say, okay, well, you need to think of humanity as, like, a whole and not just the things that you like about humanity because humanity isn't always perfect, and humanity doesn't That's always sure. do things the way you want them to do it but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can tell them what to do that's oppression <laughs> that is <laughs> like, oppression. that is not equality that's like you know um anyways i remember the other topic i wanted to us, talk, us mm. to talk about was the ramadan thing oh because yeah because that's what you're doing so why don't you yeah sure that? so this is mallory talking so um upon my many travels of the world aka when i lived in san diego (laughs) (laughs) i I lived in san diego for the summer one year because i was doing an internship with an awesome organization called invisible children check them out they're still around they do lots of really awesome kind of they do they are there they do i mean they don't do the same thing that they used to do and if you watch coney 2012 like all of that is still very important because Mm -hmm. um especially now because coney is still uh, kidnapping people because nobody does anything about it. Um, but anyways, uh, right now they do a lot of work like legislatively and lobbying, which is really, really important. And I feel really strongly about getting out and talking to your reps, like especially right now in this political time where like if you saw what happened in Orlando and you're really pissed off about the fact that like gun laws aren't the way you want, mm-hmm. like don't get on Facebook and post about how you're like mad about gun laws go and talk to your representative that's what they're there for and if you're not telling them that you want that to be that way they're never going to change it and you can't complain (laughs) about it if you're not right like it is as simple as calling your representative you don't even have to get out of your house email them you can email them like and i have been lucky enough to snapchat even meet (laughs) with my representative um it was through invisible children but like ever since doing that meeting i get consistent like mail from my representative saying this is what we're doing about this topic like this Mm -hmm. is how we're doing this so i just think that that's like really important tangent just because invisible (laughs) children but go talk to your reps because it's so important important. (laughs) but anyways so when i lived in san diego i lived with 30 people which is a lot of people and they're from all walks of life um uh, there was men women um um, gender fluid, um, 
uh, Christians, Muslim, um, everything, <laughs> um, long-haired hippie boys. Um, <laughs> and during that summer, um, obviously it was Ramadan, and um, my Muslim friend um, Miriam, who is a genius, um, just to shout out to Miriam, she's probably not listening, but shout out. Hey Miriam, thanks for not listening. <laughs> Maybe I'll send it to her. <laughs> um, but she um, challenged... Uh, people in the house to do Ramadan. Now that year I probably could have done it because I was so poor because I was an intern <laughs> and got paid $150 a month, like, Whoa. which is literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're living in San Diego and you want to go and do fun things. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I probably could have done it because I had no food. <laughs> Can you explain yeah. Ramadan? Um, yeah. So, uh, Ramadan is a Muslim, um, fasting period. I think it goes along with the phases of the moon. It's, so it's about a, a month long. Um, and it's meant for Muslims to, um, reflect on the blessings that they have in their life and, um, and they do that by removing these earthly things such as food. Um, so during Ramadan, you're not allowed to eat, um, while the sun is up. So you have to eat before the sun comes up. And then as soon as it's down, you can eat. And what normally happens is, um, you'd get up, you'd pray, do that kind of thing, have, um, a a big meal before the day. And then to end Ramadan, um, at the end of the day, you're supposed to have a feast and celebrate like Mm -hmm. the blessings that you have in your life. Um, so I didn't do it that summer, but this, uh, kind of was just thinking about it a lot recently and I decided to do it. So I'm currently doing it. I'm not perfect. I've eaten a few times. You've been doing pretty good though. (laughs) I mean, um, uh, it's hard, but I think it's mostly a, like when I'm sitting down not doing anything that I'm like, oh, I want to eat something right now. Yeah. yeah, and when everyone's eating in front of you, like some fish and chips or... That was hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or when we were at Pub and Grub, that was hard too. Well, I think it's important, especially now, because there's so much going on with, quotes, the radical Islam and like just the whole political thing. And I just think it's so silly on how we are honestly oppressing the Muslim religion and we're skewing everything that they are. Obviously there are radicals in every religion, even Christianity. And I think that especially in the, in America, we've completely oppressed them. Mm. And so I think it's awesome that you're doing it because. Well, I I mean, if you look at the Muslim religion, (laughs) I mean, if you know anything about the Muslim religion, you know, they're peaceful, Mm -hmm. like, and they care about, having peace not only in your own life but like promoting that Mm -hmm. around the world that's the majority of (laughs) muslim people right (laughs) and there's the few percentage Mm -hmm. and it's the people that they keep telling you about on the news and yeah and i'm not muslim i'm not like at (laughs) all yeah (laughs) like um i'm mostly just doing it to to see if i can do it and to hopefully learn something from it but like I mean, well, and you're doing it now. You're like a part of the community, almost. Right. You're yeah. Doing it w- I mean, I talked to them. I talked to my friend Miriam before I started and said, "Hey, just so you know, I'm doing this. Like, uh, I don't know if I'll do it really well, but I'm gonna try and see what I learn <laughs> from it." And she was, she even was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're doing it. Like, that's so cool." Like. I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn or anything. (laughs) But, like, she's just, like, if you need anything or you have any questions about it, like, just let me know. Like, I am, I I mean, I do feel like a part of that community, like, of people who are fasting during this time. And there's no hate at all. 
coming from any of them and I don't know I think most of the hate in this world right now is aimed at them yeah and definitely. uh I can't even imagine. <laughs> like I really cannot imagine Especially yeah. if you're part of that, like, well, 98%. Sorry, go for it. I say, think about even if you're not a Muslim, but you have that traditional Muslim look, you know? Mm. A lot of people just stereotypically. Yeah, yeah definitely. And they might not even be Muslim, but because they may look a certain way to you, you, you think something in your head right away. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Highly I saw this Bollywood movie once where it was, um, I think it was called New York, but it takes place... Classic. Have you seen it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, so it's like impossible to find because it's a Bollywood movie and it's called New York and there's like 50 million movies out there called New York. But, Mm -hmm. um, uh, it takes place like right, or it starts right before 9-11 and then 9-11 happens and there's this guy who's Indian. He's not like even, I don't know, like I know there's Muslims in India, but like (laughs) he, he just looks the type and I do air quotes when I say the type, yeah. but like, um, he was arrested and brought to Guantanamo Bay and like tortured for being this, like, uh, who they thought was a spy. And he ended up getting out and became a spy because he was like, <laughs> F, yeah. F this country. <laughs> like, you're going to put me in, like, yeah. I will. <laughs> and like, I mean, that's just like a rare thing, but the story is about, that's a rare thing the happened. story is about his friend who basically knew him and was like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened to you in your life. And like, this is what path you're on. I went to college with you and you were going to be this person. And now because of the hatred that was like mm-hmm. thrown on you, you're now like seeing this the, way. Yeah. We create the hatred that mm. we spew. Oh, we absolutely create it. Yeah. I mean, so. the, they like live for seeing us react the way that Donald Trump did to Orlando, like, I was right, kill all the Muslims, like, and then they just take that and turn it around and say, this is what America is, let's kill them all, you know, like, we're giving them the fuel for the fire by acting like hateful people. hmm Yeah. That's ridiculous. I, I, yeah. <laughs> talking too much. Not. My throat hurts, I'm talking too much. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um... I don't know what else to talk about. Um, I feel like we had another... Wasn't there something else? There's your global consciousness thing. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, talk some yeah. more. Talk some more yeah. Mal. Mal, back to you. Back to me. To uh, this is out, the Mal podcast. We're also all sitting on like one big bed. So, <laughs> Mega bed. And I have bad circulation. I, I got... Here, I'll run and my poor. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, for real? No. Okay. Unless you want to. I mean, I don't want to, but then I mean, don't. if you really wanted me to, I no. would. No, I'm Cause, fine. Because we're there in our friendship. I we, would rub we your are. feet. I know. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. I cough like a uh, Dracula. Yeah. Dracula. Mallory's been sick. I'm <laughs> coughing all over the place. She's really mm. awful at that. She I just can't like help it. It's coughs in your face. I never learned as a kid to to cough do it like that a normal way. person. Yeah. But how come the rest of us can cough like a normal person? I don't know. It's just you, Mal. You don't have to cough as much as me. What up? That may be true. (laughs) Probably is true. (laughs) Gotta stop smoking. Uh, Nope, just asthma. (laughs) Back Um, to you. Back to me. So, another, I mean, I guess this ties in a bit. Like, maybe, like, if we cared about each other more, we wouldn't feel hateful all the time. Why don't you explain the global consciousness thing? Because then I do have something I want to talk about. Okay. So, 
back in the 90s. <laughs> let's go back, to, everyone. Let's go back in time to the 90s in Italy. <laughs> Ooh, let's set the scene. Ooh, let's set the scene. There's um, um, some scientists. Oh, um, <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> some scientists in this tiny little um, laboratory doing tests on a monkey who has this thing attached to his head that basically shows on the computer the things he's thinking, like the different things in his brain that like up when he thinks about different things or when they show him different things and um, one day one of the scientists goes in he is eating some nuts or popcorn or something like that and the monkey's thing starts lighting up because he's thinking about something but the doctors don't really know what it is because doctors scientists um, <laughs> because they didn't give him anything and they realize that it's the monkeys watching um the man eat the nuts and is having the exact same neurons light up in his mind or in his brain as the the scientist has light up while he's opening the nuts and um these things are called mirror neurons. Um, so if you think about if you're watching a scary movie and or no, no, no. if you're watching um, somebody laugh, like you kind of get that little smirk. Um, if you see somebody like dying laughing. One thing I do is whenever some if I'm taking a picture for someone, I smile. Like yeah. I'm like smile and then smile. I'm like, hi. You also learn that when your back's facing the yes. camera. Today. You still <laughs> smile. Yeah. <laughs> That was embarrassing. But anyway, Continue. So, like, so like uh, if you were to see someone across the street have a spider crawl up their arm and you'd get that creepy feeling, mm -hmm. um, that's a mirror neuron. So that's essentially you're um, empathizing um, with that person, even though you're not actually experiencing the thing that they are. Um, so we have these things, these natural empathic drives in our DNA um, that's just how our brains work. Mm -hmm. Um, and the idea is that when, um, throughout the history of, of humanity, um, we've grown who we empathize with, um, the like groups of people we've empathized with. So it started off hunter gatherer, whatever you believe, small <laughs> groups of people, they empathized with their village, their family, because that's all they knew. They didn't know about the people, you know, that lived, uh, like a few miles away because they didn't ever go that far. They didn't know there were people over there, but as time uh, progressed and communities got bigger. You became, uh, you empathize with your city. If something happens in your city, like, uh, Orlando, for example, mm -hmm. you, if you live in Orlando, you're aching for your city right mm -hmm. now because yeah. it's your city. Um, if you live in America right now, you're aching for <laughs> Orlando cause that's in your country. Or even if you're not in Orlando and, or in yeah. America, like us, um, or uh, for the religious the yeah. LGBT community right. all around the world, like right. even in yeah. Auckland There's here. different ties. You have your family ties. You have your religious ties. Um, you care about all the Christians or all the Muslims in the world because you're a Christian or you're a Muslim. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we can, we're at that point in history where we can go bigger than that um, and care about humanity as a species um, and care about uh, like our community, our biosphere community. And so, um, just, I think that like 
the more we do that, the more we'll understand and care about like the things that are going on in the world, like the mm-hmm. the refugee crisis in Syria. Like we can't let it just happen because it's across the world. Like when we open up our community and our ties, and we care about that person because they're a human and they don't deserve to like be forced from their home because it's a war zone. Like that's when the world changes, and that's when we stop letting terrible things across the the world yeah. happen. So, yeah. You explained that very well. <laughs> um, now, I do want to pose something because I think that that's great. But I know for me, like when I watch the news, and I don't watch it often, but I, I see it on, and literally all they talk about are people that have been killed in Chicago. Like, it's one after another. Like, a kid was shot through his window. Um, there was a car crash that killed three Let's go back to this murder that happened in blah, blah, blah. And I know for me, it's like, I cannot care about everyone. And if I did, I would not be able to function. Because if I cared about everyone that was killed on a Mm. daily basis in Chicago, I I mean, how would you function if you had to care about every single person? Um, And so as much as I'm like all for that, I think at a certain point, where do we cut it off where it's like, okay... I do care about those Syrian refugees. I do care about all those LGBTQ plus people in Orlando, but I just can't do all of them. Mm -hmm, So like, I guess, what do you think? Should we kind of just go with the one that we feel most passionate for? Yeah, like I'm not, I mean, as much as I'm talking about like care about every issue, like I don't care about every issue. You just heard just that I so don't care hard. about pro-life, really, or not pro-life, <laughs> like uh, the abortion right. debate. I don't care about that too much because I think there are more important things in the world, but I understand that other people really care about that. And now I would say every person out there needs to find their one yes. thing that they're passionate mm-hmm. about I think so and too. care about it and fight for it and like give to it. If it's not money, time, um, resources in other ways. Like, if you care about the Syrian crisis, call your representative <laughs> and tell them, like, when does Chicago get more refugees? Or, like, right. that kind of thing. But um, I don't think that you have to care about every issue and know everything about every issue. And, like, and it's just... even the Chicago thing, like, I think you can... The way that you can deal with that is, like, not so much thinking... I mean, I do think we should care about every human life. Like, yeah. it should be sad that 70 three people died not like oh there was a group of people died like you should care about each person but you Mm -hmm. don't have to get on the the, like emotional like I know like I'm gonna look up this person's family and see how they're struggling and like see what I can do to help that family to each of those 73 people I think what you can do is go on the broad end of that and say what's the source of why all these people are dying in Chicago yeah definitely what can I do about that because that's probably an issue that either you can help or you can, like, learn about more. Because I would say that's, like, definitely doable. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're seeing that and you're like, I can't deal with this. Like, why is there so much going on? There's probably a source for that. And I I mean, as soon as you said it, I could tell. Like, I was like, well, how many of those people were black? <laughs> you know, like, that were killed. Yeah. Um, like, is that the issue here? Like, or, you know, that kind of thing. So... I don't think it's you have to care about each person, um, but it's just the idea that, like, you don't have to only care about your biosphere. 
or your different communities that you're attached to. I think you can broaden your horizon and I think we don't do that as a world right now. And that one person can make a difference. I mean, I think that's also a thing that you think, you know, I'm only one person. What can I do? It's granted. It's really hard to make a huge, huge impact as one person, but even doing something little, it's kind of like the, what is it? The spider web thing where, you know, it just Mm -hmm. keeps going bigger and bigger or the pay it forward. If you guys have seen that movie, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you do something nice for one person and then, uh, you oh no you do something nice for three people and then you tell those three people to do something mm-hmm. nice for three people mm-hmm. and then eventually it just spreads out into something bigger and that started with one person and mm-hmm. so it's like yeah, yes yeah. you are one person but you can inspire more than one person and also i don't know any huge movement political revolution whatever that didn't start with one person they don't Snaps. exist <laughs> they don't Every single well, maybe there's a team of two people. The Red Cross, (laughs) like that, started with one person, and it is an international thing now. You know, like, but don't sell yourself short. I also on what you can do in the world. I also think that it doesn't. You don't have to be thinking like, yeah, definitely. I want this to be like make global change. Like, even if you're just nice to one person, Mm -hmm. or like you do something for one person that can impact that one person, and. To right. me, that's that's right. a big enough difference. Like, Definitely. Even if you never know about it, I don't know. I just think sometimes we we get discouraged or think like, mm. well, what? How is me donating to this one thing like, or how is me doing this thing really changing anything? But like, you can do so much in one person's life, right? And and you might not ever see it, but well, and something happens to you when you give. Yeah. Like they've done studies. I don't know what they mm-hmm. are, but like. <laughs> Source. But source. yeah, source. Um, but they say that you know when you actually give something to a cause or something, you feel better than having received something from it. Like there's just mm. something neurological about giving time and resources that makes you feel good about yourself mm-hmm. and feels like you're actually doing something. Right. So, either way, it helps rejuvenate your soul in some like part. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that's really discouraging about like the discouraging to like getting people to do things for others and and think in that way is that they think the only option is money and it's so not well unfortunately, i have no money and have had no money basically my whole life right. and i feel like i've done plenty mm-hmm. unfortunately that's what's that's a lot of what the thing is in our society is you know giving lots of money right. um yeah. which sucks but that's kind of where we're at i feel like so what else can you do Give your time, obviously. Yeah, I mean, everyone has, I mean, even if you get down to, like, the things in your town, like, especially in the winter in Chicago, there's so many different clothing drives, coats, like, you have stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we we have so much stuff in the world. Like, I don't know, sometimes I just think about, especially, like, now, because I'm living in New Zealand, I have two suitcases, and I New have Zealand. to cut... New Zealand. Um, New Zealand. <laughs> Nope, still bad. Guys, did I get it? (laughs) And when I go to the store because I'm like, I really want this shirt or I really want these pants, I have to think, well, I only have two suitcases and I have to manage to get them back home. And if I spend money on this now, like, 
I'm just going to have to throw it away at the end of this year. Or I'm going to have to throw something else or out. Or I'm going to have to throw something else out. And then you think about, like, well, I don't really need that then. But then you go home and you've got all these things. I mean, I'll go home and be like, I have so much, like, crap that I don't need that I just went a whole year without. Mm-hmm. Like, Nothing. so clearly I don't need it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's boxes and boxes of it at home. Mm-hmm. And, like, we just have so much stuff that we don't need. And, like, I mean, everybody feels that way around the holidays especially because yeah. it's just consumer-driven. But oh. we are, like, we, society, and I'm not just saying America, like, most of the first world is driven by things and like you probably have enough things in your house to give away to someone who needs it i mean even if it's a like dishes that you don't need or like that you were like your dish your your cabinet everybody's cabinets are always full of dishes that they don't need or like they're overflowing with dishes give those to someone who like has just moved into this new house but they like are struggling with money like and they don't have good Mm-hmm. silverware or whatever like give your things you have to, like you I mean I can say like generally you have too much stuff because that's just how society mm-hmm. has made us be so mm-hmm. I don't know I think there's always other options I mean time is a huge thing as well I mean because even if you think you don't have time you have time you do. like I <laughs> even when I was like at my busiest when I was working like 18 hours overtime <laughs> I still had time to sit down and watch TV. Yeah. When I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. And I would just come home and sit down and watch TV. Yeah. I don't know. You you always have time. Uh, yeah. And if you and if you feel like you don't have time, maybe that's because you are already giving. Like, and that's awesome. Like, don't feel like we're telling you we're wagging our finger at you. Like, give extra time. Like, you know, like if you're giving or not. And I think that like. Don't overload yourself either because you're not helping people. But, like, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. Totally, mate. Says the social worker. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, social worker. Totally. Help yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> but, yeah. That was cool. That was good. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. To, I feel like I talked. Yeah, that's okay. You carried it. It's all good. You, you carried, carried us Megan. on your back. <laughs> what's what's like an organization that you care about? Like uh, really? Maybe not a specific, no. <laughs> like maybe not a specific organization, but like what's something that you like feel like you will give to or care about your whole life? Children. Uh, like education Children. or everything. Love, support. Cool. Education. I know you're working with Jack right now. Oh, Do you yes. care a lot about special needs? Yes, I do. Um, I'm with Jackson right now. Do you feel like you're in an interview? (laughs) So you like special needs children. Tell us your experience with special needs children, Megan. I love Jackson. He's 13. He has Down syndrome and autism, and he's my best buddy. Mm, He's great. I have a lot of love for him. I just, I absolutely love children. So I definitely advocate for them. Mm. Yeah. And would yours be, Mal? (laughs) well something that i feel i mean and you've heard of it a little of of it a little bit is just like lobbying like i just it's just so important our political system is broken if we don't care about it when you say that i just think it's not important because it's so like corrupt like you can you can do always going to be corrupt if people do nothing i know and that's the problem but i'm i feel like i have to be the voice for everyone listening like really lobbying i feel like does nothing 
because I don't think that's it's so true. run it's a by vicious circle. It is if run. You think about like it's run by money though, and it's run by the people yeah. that give them that right. money, and it should be run by the people that actually vote them in, and that's what they say. But that's not what it ends up being. But that's also not everybody. As cynical as I can be sometimes about the political system, that's not everybody. It's and not, like, but... No, there are people out there in legislation that do care about the people. Especially and... in, like, lower legislation. Yes. And that is usually the most important and has the most effect on your life. The governors? The, the legislation, yeah. the governors, the um, state legislation, mm-hmm. and those are things that you definitely can change. Yeah. Because they usually run unopposed that's true. and if you go and you say listen last year listen, or during buddy. your last term i came and met with you three different times and said i want you to change the gun law in this state and you did nothing so now i'm gonna go online and i'm gonna advocate that you don't get reelected because you didn't do anything about this that scares a state legislator because mm-hmm. they don't really matter that much in the grand scheme of like the american political process their bread and butter is that we don't pay attention to what they're doing exactly and if you and and if you have this mindset like you just said of we can't do anything about it it's corrupted so you going and lobbying doesn't do anything then it will always be that way it will always be that way if I the know. people I'm... don't do anything and that's i think that's why i care a lot about it because you'd be a I've good seen... lobbyist you got <laughs> you got the voice for it i'm like well, the timid one like... in the background like <laughs> hey you stop that and then, and then like, you run away i mean you, if you think about it, they're there to do what you want them to do. And so all you have to do is go in and tell them, I want you to do this. That's their job. Their job is to hear you as mm-hmm. as the citizen of that state. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can't go in and think, they're not going to listen to me. They're going to pay attention to me. Like, I vote Leslie about- Nope. <laughs> no, I don't want to run for anything. I just want to inspire people I to care. I didn't say Mallory. About... I said Leslie. Leslie no, no. <laughs> okay. not Mallory. I you were like telling me, get on your Let feet, be. get up and make it happen. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think that it's less of like I want to be a lobbyist and more of I want to be that person that makes you feel yeah i can go in and talk to my well you did make me feel like it so good job (laughs) well you can (laughs) i can um i don't think that's my passion and it does create change when you do that and it doesn't have to be your passion that you go in and talk to people but if you have an issue that you're passionate about go in it doesn't have to be about every issue that you see on the news that you're like oh man i wish it wasn't that way like that's fine but if you're right at home right now fuming because of the gun laws go see your representative like go i don't said this already but anyways what was that i was just like okay okay we'll go yeah. we'll go Mall- mallory we'll go we'll go go change will never happen if you don't make it that's true that was so cliche but it's so true it is that's a great place to end, I think. Wait, wait. So, oh. John, what's your passion? Yeah, we don't oh, just I don't... get to do two of us. What? Everybody has to say. I'm not sure what my passion is. Like, any organizations well, or, like... No. What? That's not my, like... I don't think that's my realm, the organization mm. part. 
Um, I've all, I, I've always felt bad about not like really caring for those specific things. Like That's when okay. invisible children always came to our school and like <laughs> would talk, I'd be like, I should really be, be into this. Like I, I'm all I'm opposed to like <laughs> the trafficking issue, but like, for me that was never the thing for me and that's me. okay like i said um, i don't think and, you have to right and i think that's what i'm learning is like i can't care about specific things so i don't know yet mm. what is one of them well one thing is the education system in general mm. i don't think that's going to be my overall passion but now that i work in the schools i see how much is driven Definitely. by scoring and testing Definitely. and that even our kindergartners like they're being forced forced but the what they're being taught is at such a higher level and that the teachers themselves are being evaluated on how well their students do on these tests that they take, you know, like once or yeah. twice a year and they're being evaluated and their salaries depend on it. And it's just so, yeah. so silly. You know, they tell the kids not to run at recess. Like it's these <laughs> stupid, stupid things where it's like we need to Mm-hmm. let the kids have fun i think it's in norway where like their education i don't even know what it is now off the top of my head but it's so different it's so more it's so much more lax they have like three different recesses a day i don't know i don't know if they do testing but the kids do better when they can have some fun and they're not mm-hmm. forced to do homework oh they don't that's what one of them they don't have homework and i don't know it's just it's so silly and obviously it's not working like something's not working in the education education system and that's why like it needs to be changed somewhat Mm -hmm. completely actually but um (laughs) it's just it's ridiculous and if anyways be nice to your uh student or your kids teachers (laughs) because i've seen how parents treat teachers and it's not nice is this all due to the no child left behind act i think they've pretty much gotten rid of that for the most part okay I don't really um, know much about it other than that whole and I'm, testing. This thing. is my first year, like, actually in. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I did an internship in it last year, but this is my first year, like, professionally in it. And so mm-hmm. I'm still, like, learning all of it. But yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Steph? Did you have one? Yeah, you didn't did say yours. Um, mine is probably mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, like, my concentration in grad school. Uh, I did my internship at a hospital for the criminally insane and i mean it was very interesting meaning that they didn't go to jail because they were dubbed not fit yes they were unfit to stand trial or unfit to basically serve their sentences um they were essentially um they committed their crimes because of their mental illness not because they were just violent or right whatever Mm -hmm. um but yeah, just like that was a that was a great experience for mental health because it was the extreme. I was not even in like a maximum security. Um it was like medium security, I think. Um, but it was just it was really, really interesting just to see like reading people's stories and like what happened when they committed their crimes and they were like these crazy stories. And then knowing these I worked on a, a unit that was all men. Um, knowing these men on a personal slash professional level and like knowing what they were to me and then reading their stories, what they were like totally different people just because they were being medicated and going through, um, being in groups and learning their coping skills and learning, um, what their triggers were and learning about themselves, about their mental illness, just Mm -hmm. seeing like how different they were and how, um, 
they'd been treated in their life and or not treated um yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so i mean i don't i i have a definitely have a passion about that i i've never done anything like politically for it i don't think it's a the best system but i think we're getting better um but it's i mean i guess i would say it's my passion because that's probably where i want to work i want to work with that population so i feel like i have to be passionate about it to mm. work with that <laughs> population so yeah cool cool yeah. Send send John emails of what you care. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna. <laughs> if you want, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, we always want you guys in the discussion. Um, get in here. Get in here. But yeah, I think that's all. Cool. Um, hopefully John will have some fun, crazy stories for you guys next time he talks about New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. Lots to do. Yeah, I'm sure he will, and I'm sure I'll talk about skydiving with Mathis next time because. Literally every time I think about it, I'm like, guys, <laughs> we jumped out of a plane, jumped out of a plane. <laughs> really high up in the air, fifteen thousand feet. It's almost like we didn't do it. It just, I know, it's weird. It's weird. Um, but anyways, um, so this was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Mathis, I miss you. Hi. <laughs> um, if you want, you can uh, send us an email at hello do at gmail dot com. H e l l o a n d a d i u at gmail dot com, or you can follow us on Twitter at hello to do. Send um, those great questions. Send them in. Yeah, guys, we we haven't really had any in a while, which is fine. Um, but you know, we miss me and Mathis miss you. What was that? <laughs> what? Nothing. Oh. Um, or uh, you can rate and subscribe on iTunes because um, that helps people find us. Anything else you guys want to say before we uh, end? No, no. Nice talking to you. Send all the questions. Send all the questions. Thanks, guys. Bye. Um, adieu, we say. Oh yes. So I bid you an adieu. I bid you an adieu. I bid you an adieu. Okay. And adieu. And adieu. Okay. Bye. Bye.